Hi, we're Visible, the wireless company with nothing to hide. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not into you. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. Welcome back, Buffalo Bills fans. It's Matt Warren, editor-in-chief at BuffaloRumblings.com and the host of Buffalo Rumblings Q&A. I wanted to let you know that all off-season with the free agency, the drafts, and everything else, we'll be covering the team every week here on Tuesdays. You can share your questions with us at 716-508-0405. That's the 24-hour day voicemail line. You can tweet us at Rumblings Q&A with the word and spelled out in the middle. Email us, buffalorumblings at sbnation.com. You can leave comments in the comment section at our show notes at buffalorumblings.com. Facebook messages, Instagram messages, a lot of ways to get in touch with the show. This week we'll be talking a little bit about Patrick Mahomes and the Buffalo Bills of 2017, of yesteryear. Uh, we've got questions about free agency, a little bit touching on the draft. We're not really into draft mode yet, so we're saving those questions for later. And we'll hit on what's going on with the Bills right now. So stick around. We'll be right back, and we'll start taking your questions in just a sec. The question I'm getting a lot this week has to do with something that's happening around the NFL. The biggest news around the NFL this week, of course, is the two teams that are going to the Super Bowl in Miami, Florida this weekend. And the Kansas City Chiefs and San Francisco 49ers are both heading to the big game. And the Chiefs are led by Patrick Mahomes, who was the 2017 first-round draft pick of the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, the Chiefs were at pick number 27 in the 2017 NFL draft, and they had to move up to get Patrick Mahomes. They swapped picks with the Bills to move up and pick Mahomes. That is, of course, the sticking point with a lot of Bills fans. They had the chance to draft Patrick Mahomes, who seems like he's a generational talent at this point in his career. Uh, Deshaun Watson was also on the board at the time, and Buffalo could have had him as well. Instead, they traded down, took Tredavious White, and picked up a first-round pick in the 2018 NFL Draft in the process. Of course, there are a lot of factors at play here, and it's one of the reasons I don't blame head coach Sean McDermott for what happened that day in April of 2017. McDermott took over the Bills on January 11, 2017, and for whatever reason was given assurances at that point in time that he could bring in his own general manager uh, later in that offseason. Fast forward to two days after the draft and the Bills fired Doug Whaley as general manager a few weeks later, hiring Brandon Bean, Sean McDermott's handpicked replacement for Whaley as the Bills general manager. And with that change, you can see why the Bills weren't comfortable with taking a quarterback in the 2017 NFL draft. Doug Whaley and his staff had been doing all the evaluations for the Bills up to that point. Uh, Sean McDermott had been the defensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers. He wasn't scouting quarterbacks during the year. He wasn't scouting quarterbacks as he was assembling his coaching staff or evaluating the Bills roster to see where the Bills had to go early in the offseason. If he was going to be scouting quarterbacks, he would have had to get on that 
earlier than he was. And if he doesn't trust Doug Whaley and his scouting staff, it makes a heck of a lot of sense that he would pass on a quarterback. Uh, and the quarterback is really the defining factor here. If it was any other position, he can trust Whaley a little bit, especially at, say, like defense, like cornerback, where he selected Tredavious White after watching him play. He can evaluate cornerbacks. That's Sean McDermott's background. But with a quarterback, you only usually get one bite at the apple if you're a head coach. You only get to choose one guy because you have to develop him. You have to keep him for two or three years. And by that time, if your whole team's falling apart around you, they replace you. So McDermott, knowing that, punts it. He punts it until he can get his guy in place for an entire year. So he gets Brandon Bean in May of 2017. He can spend all fall scouting the top quarterbacks in the 2018 NFL draft. He can spend all winter going and, and meeting with these guys at the Combine and the Senior Bowl. They can spend the entire spring getting to know these guys before they have to draft a guy in April. If it was just McDermott, everything would have been condensed into just two or three months as they're getting ready for the 2017 NFL draft. No matter what decision he made, he would have been making it with less information than he wanted. That doesn't sound like Sean McDermott to me. That doesn't sound like trusting the process. The process is let somebody come in that can scout him for an extended period of time and then pull the trigger on the quarterback that you want to take. McDermott did the judicious thing, and that's the thing that he's done since taking over as Bill's head coach. That's what's got them to two playoff appearances in three years, just being judicious, not shooting from the hip. And that's what he did on the quarterback decision in the 2017 NFL draft. You'll notice I haven't talked at all about what would have actually happened if either of those players, Mahomes or Watson, were actually on the Bills. Uh, we have no way of knowing how they would have developed with Rick Dennison or Brian Dable as their offensive coordinator or with the weapons or lack of weapons that they would have had around them in Buffalo. Uh, we know how Tyrod Taylor performed in his one season. We know how Josh Allen's performed in his second and third season. Well, the second and third season after Mahomes was drafted. And that's really all we can use. In addition to that, the Bills were able to trade Tyrod Taylor, their veteran quarterback, plus that pick and turn it into Tredavious White, who's an all-pro cornerback. Pro Bowl linebacker Tremaine Edmonds, and we're able to draft Josh Allen, who is hopefully their quarterback of the future, in the first round of the 2018 NFL draft because they had extra first round picks in 2018. At the time, the Bills got good value for their draft pick. They had a good return uh, as far as value goes. Uh, they weren't targeting uh, a quarterback according to multiple sources, including John Warrow of the Associated Press, they were looking to add a quarterback. So if they were adding a cornerback, I'd rather they add it in the 20s than a 10 and pick up a first-round draft pick for the next year. So whether it was Marcus Lattimore, Tredavious White, or somebody else, the Bills were able to trade down in the first round, get a cornerback that they really liked, and then the next year trade up to get Tremaine Edmonds. Then with more time and more organizational foundation, they were able to scout and draft their quarterback that they wanted, Josh Allen, uh, in the top 10 of the 2018 NFL Draft. Decisions aren't made in a vacuum. In a room with a scout on his way out the door, wasn't the right time for McDermott to take his one big swing at a quarterback using incomplete information. Former Buffalo Rumblings writer Jeff Hunter tweeted me, I wonder if there would be as much outrage if they had stayed at 10 and picked a cornerback because teams pass on great players all the time. But it seems a bit more pronounced given that Whaley traded the exact pick away that was used on Mahomes. 
I think that's right. I think it's if, if the Bills had just drafted somebody and passed on him instead of punted, I think a lot of Bills fans would have been a lot happier because then at least you can say the Bills had conviction. You know, they were convinced that this guy was going to be better than Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson. And then you can at least say that they did something, whereas like kind of punting is just kind of doing nothing. Um, but I think in the in this regard, it was the right decision. And um, and Whaley and McDermott are getting blasted for it right now because Mahomes has been so good and he has been good. This has nothing to do with Mahomes or even Deshaun Watson and how good they've been in the playoffs or the regular season. It has everything to do with the Bills and the fact that the Bills were a complete mess when Sean McDermott took over, both in terms of salary cap and their depth chart. I don't think I can state this next part enough. It has to do with the fact that it was a quarterback. Um, If McDermott was okay with Doug Whaley, but saw that he picked EJ Manuel or, or was okay with Whaley, but didn't want to make a decision with somebody he didn't truly trust on a quarterback. That's way different than not trusting him on a cornerback or a linebacker or somewhere else where McDermott's at least coached him before. With a quarterback, you give that guy a couple of years to develop. You give that guy your offense for a couple of years. Even if you sit him for one year, then he's got to start year two. You're kind of locking yourself in and handcuffing yourself to this guy. And if you don't trust the scouts that are in your building, I don't know why you would handcuff yourself to a guy that they scouted and they they ranked ahead of the other quarterbacks in the draft class that year. It really doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me that people can't separate the quarterback side of this conversation from the player side of this conversation or the evaluation side of the conversation. It's a quarterback and quarterbacks are treated differently, whether you think that way or not. And for me, this has very little to do with Rick Dennison or the Bills offensive playmakers or anything like that. And it has everything to do with the whole organization being in a transition mode and throwing this log on top of the fire would have blown the whole thing up. It would have made everything higher stakes. And McDermott was all about downplaying the stakes in his first season as Bills head coach. So I really don't blame Sean McDermott or the Bills in general for not taking Patrick Mahomes in particular, but also Deshaun Watson at the time. I just don't blame anybody for that at the beginning of his tenure as the Bills head coach. Hornell Fred asked me in the comments section over at buffalorumblings.com, why bring this up now just to bring up old arguments? That's not exactly why I was doing it. It was because Patrick Mahomes is leading the Bill, leading the Chiefs and not the Bills to the Super Bowl right now. So obviously people are talking about it because the Bills traded out of the pick that Mahomes was was taken. Um, it has nothing to do with uh Mitch Trubisky or even Deshaun Watson, it has everything to do with Mahomes looking great in the AFC Championship game, being a dynamic force, and ultimately putting the Chiefs on his back to take them to the Super Bowl. One of the things I will say here that I didn't say in my article at buffalorumblings.com, I am bummed that the Bills don't have Mahomes on their roster. He's a great player, a player I would want on my team right now, and I think most people would want on their team right now. It really has nothing to do with Mahomes or Josh Allen or Tredavious White even. All of the conversation we've had so far today is really not involving those players and and what they've been able to bring to the field. If you have thoughts and opinions on this, go to buffalorumblings.com. My opinion piece is pinned near the top of the page, and you can leave your comments in the comment section over there at buffalorumblings.com. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Stick with us. Hi. 
are visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right. $25 a month? Every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just visible. Switch today at visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see visible.com. Let's hit the phone lines at 716-508-0405. Hi, this is Keith Gleisman calling from Rochester, New York. Uh, do you think McDermott is aware of the ball's poor play calling, and do you think he's going to do something about it? Uh, this is the only thing that worries me with the Bills. Thanks. Bye. Hi, Keith. Thanks for calling in your question this week on our voicemail line. I I think that Sean McDermott is very much aware of what's going on with the offense. He, um, he's been very good at his growth mindset piece of learning more and more about the team and about being a an NFL head coach as he's taken over. So I don't think he's just kind of hands off on the offensive side of the ball by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, as far as the offensive play calling is concerned, I still think that Brian Dable's doing a, a pretty good job of that. Um, not a great job, but a pretty good job. He's doing okay. Um, and if, if we had a little bit better execution, I think the bills would be doing a lot better, whether you're talking about drops, um, talking about Josh Allen actually hitting some of his throws that that are there um, just uh, missing a block I mean uh, just think about uh, overtime against the Houston Texans you know Josh Allen was able to scramble find Devin Singletary for a first down on third and nine the Bills were set up driving into Houston Texans territory for the possible win and he calls that quarterback sweep with Dawson Knox and Mitch Morse out in front leading Josh Allen Dawson Knox doesn't miss that block Josh Allen gets, you know, into field goal range. Um, you know, and then we a couple plays later, of course, we had the uh, the Cody Ford blindside back, whatever, backwards block that was called. If if any of those go the Bills' way, I think the, the game turns out a lot differently. So those are execution issues, not anything else. Duke Williams dropping it in the end zone uh, at the end of the first half. Uh, John Brown not dragging his feet. I mean, the plays are there to be had. The team just isn't executing. Now, I'm not saying that the Bills need to be perfect, and they shouldn't have to be perfect. Um, are there plays that Dable could wishes he could have back yeah probably uh but I, I think that they're on the right track they're going in the right direction um and i know that that's kind of an unpopular opinion around bill's land uh but i do think that dable is you know growing and getting better it was brian dable's first playoff game as a an offensive play caller too so i if we're going to give grace to josh allen for it being his first playoff game i think we need to give grace to brian dable for it being his first playoff game as a as a play caller Going back through the offense and the the regular season, we're, we're taking a look at personnel packages right now over at buffalorumblings.com. It's going to be one of the articles that post probably next week uh, about the different personnel packages that Brian Dable and the Bills offense use. That's what I'm more curious about is you know who he's using and when, how many tight ends they're using at a time. Um, that did change when he went upstairs. They did start going to a little bit lighter look when he went upstairs and he can start using some of his chest pieces. So it's, it's interesting to see how the bills are going to start changing and, um, 
and, and how those personnel packages are going to go into the offseason as they can maybe add some pieces, say, at the wide receiver position um, and the tight ends grow into their roles a little bit. So looking forward to all that. Uh, thanks for your question and make sure to check out those personnel conversations at buffalorumblings.com when they drop. Back to the phone lines at 716-508-0405. When people go through our needs, um, they usually say our offensive line's okay or fine, and then they talk about any wide receiver or running back to our mix. And those are certainly uh, worthwhile goals. Um, but I think maybe we should look towards improving the line, maybe to a, a top third you know, offensive line league or something would be a priority that maybe we should be looking to. Um, what do you think? After all, an improved line would also help upgrade uh, these other areas that people see needs in and might be the most important thing to helping us run up the middle. Thanks for your question. And next time, make sure to leave your name and where you're from. Uh, I think that the Bills do need to upgrade their offensive line this offseason. Uh, right now, Quentin Spain, the left guard, is a free agent. Um, Cody Ford is really the linchpin, though. Uh, is Cody Ford going to be a long-term answer at right tackle, or is he going to be a long-term answer at, say, left or right guard? That's the biggest question facing the Bills right now, and it's something that we can't answer right now because we don't know what their plans are for Ford now that they've seen him for an entire year. I still think Cody Ford would make just an outstanding right guard um, if it was up to me, and this is just me. I would keep Deion Dawkins at left tackle. I would flip John Feliciano to left guard, put the two of them together to be nasty on the left side of the line. Mitch Morris is your center. At right guard, I'd put Cody Ford, and right now I'd put Ty Nsecki at right tackle. All of those guys are under contract for next year. Um, then you can, say, draft another right tackle to take over for Nsecki in a year. You can draft or keep, or you can draft another interior lineman or keep Spencer Long. Actually, I'd probably prefer you keep Spencer Long on his deal as the interior swing man who can play both guard spots and back up at center or, you know, whatever. If John Feliciano wants to move back over to center, if there's an injury, that's fine. Um, but keep Spencer Long there, whether it's Ike Bucker or a new draft guy, um, have a depth option behind all of them and then maybe another tackle like Adrian Waddle who's a free agent as well. So um, I think ideally, like, they might have their starting five right now, and they might even have Spencer Long and Ike, Butter, Ike Bucker, but they do need to add at least one offensive lineman over this um, offseason. I think Cody Ford would be an upgrade um, if, if they bumped him into right guard. The guy is just such a stud. Um, as well as Quentin Spain played, moving John Feliciano over to left guard and moving Cody Ford to right guard I think could really upgrade your guard position play. And then keeping Ty Nsecki at right tackle with you know a new drafted guy behind him would be an ideal short and long-term solution. I don't know. I haven't looked at the free agent classes yet at guard or tackle. I'm just not really interested in paying a huge guy, a huge right tackle contract right now when Ty Nsecki's already under contract for something like $7 million a season. And I'm about to give a huge chunk of change to Deion Dawkins at left tackle. So, I mean, you've got a big name. Uh, big money center. You've got going to have a big money left tackle. You've got a, a pretty serious money right tackle, plus you invested a high second round pick in Cody Ford last year. I think it's time to let them kind of just come together a little bit. Um, 
but they definitely need to do something about the guard position because Quentin Spain's a free agent. Thanks for your question at 716-508-0405. Our Twitter question of the week comes into at Rumlings Q and A. Well, that's what's and spelled out in the middle. It is from Sub Pop Splash. If it came down to signing either Jordan Phillips or Shaq Lawson, who would you rather see back next year? This one's very, very easy for me. I would much rather see Shaq Lawson back. They've invested heavily in Ed Oliver at, as the, a top 10 pick. They've invested in Starla Tulele and Harrison Phillips at the defensive tackle spot. I think you can find a three-tech defensive tackle that can play 40% or 35% of the snaps behind Ed Oliver and just plug and go. At defensive end, I think they really need an influx of talent there, whether it's Shaq Lawson or another free agent. They need a guy to start bridging the gap towards Jerry Hughes and his eventual retirement. They need a pass rusher that can get after the quarterback better than Trent Murphy. So there's a lot of reasons that Shaq Lawson is the guy I would choose for sure in that scenario. The Bills definitely need defensive end help, but they don't definitely need a defensive tackle help. They do need to add somebody at the position, but not necessarily at $7 million a year or $6 million, whatever Phillips is going to command. Thanks for your question at Rumlinks Q&A on Twitter. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Buffalo Rumblings Q&A. As always, you can get a hold of us at 716-508-0405 and leave voicemails. Those usually get answered first. You can tweet us at Rumblings Q&A. That's with the word and spelled out in the middle. Email is buffalorumblings at sbnation.com. You can send us Facebook messages or Instagram messages at the Buffalo Rumblings accounts. Uh, make sure you check us out on all those socials. Uh, make sure you're subscribing, uh, rate and review this podcast. All of the podcasts on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network could use your help with that. Thanks and go Bills. Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right. $25 a month? Every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just Visible. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com.